Hello and welcome back to the Let's Talk Church podcast, a podcast run by All Saints Church Belfast, Uni Church Belfast and St Nicholas's Church Belfast. I am Jordan and I am your host for this mini-series on women's ministry. And I'm joined today by two wonderful women from our church family, Joy and Alice. Say hi. Hello. Hi. How are you both doing today? Very well. It's Friday. It's sunny too. Yep. Friday and sunny. What more <laughs> could you want? Um... It's great to have you both on the Let's Talk Church podcast. Could you please introduce yourselves a bit and tell us what you do, a bit about yourselves? Yeah, so I'm Alice, I'm 27, I'm married to Jeremiah and I work for Love for Life. So Jeremiah has been on the podcast before, Tim also works with me and has been on the podcast before. So um, I just go around schools all around Northern Ireland and talk about the big area of relationships, which is a lot of fun. I am Joy and I am 40-something, shall we say, <laughs> and I am married to Trevor, who you guys should know, who's the minister here. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, we have five children who you also may know, Emily, Lucy, Molly, Ruby and Tom, and I teach part-time in a primary school not so far from here. Um, I teach children who don't have English as a first language. Um, just teach in the mornings and the rest of the day seems to be even busier doing lots of other things. Brilliant, thanks so much. So you're both Christians, um, which is incredible. Could you um, both share a bit about how you became a Christian and how that has influenced your lives? Yes, well, I suppose like a lot of people might say in Northern Ireland, I grew up in a Christian home and was always sent to church and Sunday school. So had some um, understanding um, as I was growing up and going through school. Um, I was very involved in scripture union and was taught through that through school too. But it was probably only around the age of 15 or 16, I feel that... I. <sighs> as I was maybe transitioning from being a child to more of an adult, that I had to take on Christian decisions and truths for myself. And then moving on to university too. Um, So, I mean, I was always, uh, I was under good influences and good teaching, which taught me um, through the Bible the right way to live and grow as a Christian. I'm very thankful for Christian friends too. So um, it's it's been a journey. There hasn't been that one moment, but it's been a journey um, throughout my life. Um, and I'm very thankful for that and for people who have come my way to teach me uh, gospel truths. Amazing. Thank you. Alice, what about you? Yes. So when I was growing up, I was sent to every church thing going at GV and Children's Church and Sunday School and Good News Club as well. So there was loads of faithful people who taught me the gospel in all of those places. And I just remember understanding it as a child. I believed and I knew that I had turned from God, that I had sinned against him in the things that I think and the things that I say and the things that I do. So I understood that and it made complete sense to me that I would need a saviour and that Jesus was willing to do that was incredible for me, that he took all of that punishment that I deserved upon himself so that I could have a relationship with God. So I understood that as a child, but I think it's amazing that with the gospel, we continue to just be marveling at it every single day of our Christian lives because it's not only what saves us, but it's what sustains us every day when we mess up too. Um, and then when I got into secondary school, I think I maybe just find it difficult to know how to live out my faith. I maybe initially started out quite 
principled. I don't know if that's the word, but I knew where I stood on things and I was taking the biblical approach. But then as friendship groups changed and I felt a wee bit more pressure, I just started to water down what I thought um, and I ended up you know, going out and drinking and being in environments that weren't helpful for me as a Christian um, and being in relationships that weren't beneficial as well with people who didn't share the same beliefs that I did. So I made a lot of mistakes, I think, in secondary school and even here in the podcast a wee while ago with Becky Devlin and how she's so eager to share the gospel with her peers where she is right now. And I think that's so exciting to see that there's young women in our church and men too who are wanting to make their faith count in school and wanting to be distinct. Um, so yeah, I probably thought that being the Christian that wasn't like other Christians, I thought that that was maybe a good thing. It provided more opportunities to witness, but I actually think in becoming more like the people who were around me who weren't believers, I probably missed more opportunities to witness than um, gain. And so whenever I was in university, God was really, really faithful to me despite my faithlessness. And he provided me with girls who were Christians and who took their faith really, really seriously in every area of their lives. And initially, I was maybe a bit judgmental. I felt like they were being too serious about their faith. Um, But as I got to know them, I realized that they were doing that because the Bible calls for that. And yeah, they started reading the Bible with me and just showing me how to live as a genuine believer. And God also was really faithful and granted me a really godly boyfriend and now husband who took God's word as his first authority and everything. And then to be part of All Saints, the church which is filled of genuine believers who want to live out their faith in the way that God calls for um, has been such an encouragement to me in my faith. So that's my story. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for both sharing your stories um, and through um, your, what, that made no sense. Ed- edit out that bit, Maddie. <laughs> um, through like your Christian life, that has led you to be serving in women's ministry. Um, so this is we're going to talk a bit more about that today. So, um, Joy, you're very involved in women's ministry in our church family. So you organise our events, you lead a growth group, and so much more. And um, but could you tell us a bit more about the events you run or have run in the past as part of our women's ministry here at church? Yes, well, we're going back a few years now because it feels that COVID put a a halt and a stop to so much. But a few years ago, some of us got together and we got quite organised. And um, I think we had at least one really good year of running um, events regularly throughout the year. Um, We had, um, I'm maybe going back to about 2019, we had an event uh, about a March time where we looked at Titus 2 and the reason why we should um, have women's ministry and the model of women's ministry there that you know someone is always older to someone else and you know we can administer to uh, people younger to us and be a witness and influence to them and then we had a Saturday morning breakfast I think that was about May or June tw- 2019 when we had a speaker and had a lovely time together of course um, we always have lovely food that's one of the main things we plan and um, uh, for a number of years we've always gone to the Irish Women's Convention together and organised a lunch out together so that was always a big day out and then uh, we also have had a Christmas event where um, 
we have done something practical that year. We did um, like a flower arranging centrepiece and some Christmas um, cooking, baking too with Catherine Hall. And um, we had a talk on Focus then. Events that ladies associated um, with our church can ask friends and people to. Um, these events were planned for all ages. I mean, some of my my own girls would have gone to it and some other people's daughters uh, would have gone to it as well, right up to um, the more senior ladies in our congregation and for girls from uni church, all saints, all ages. And I mean, I have to say there were super events, a lot of thought and planning went into them, but it was just a lovely time of fellowship and People coming together of all ages, ladies coming together of all ages to study and hear under God's word, to be encouraged and just to have fun, get to know each other, but to be really encouraged. And it really built up friendships and support systems because I know sometimes when you know you go out every Sunday morning or every Sunday evening, you maybe can be always with the same friendship groups and the same people. So it was an opportunity for younger and older uh, girls to mix different congregations to mix and it was really lovely. Unfortunately, we, we did have events planned then for 2020, but unfortunately then the rest is history, COVID, lockdown, etc. However, hopefully now that things are easing a bit, we will get up and running again. Um, have I answered your question? Yeah, did we, no did you ask me another part there? Um, no, that was great because you've touched on the importance and the impact there mm-hmm. of... Um, our women's events that have happened in our church. I remember the Christmas one. Uh, it was my first one I went to and it was absolutely fantastic and I absolutely loved it. And it's a really great um, opportunity to build those deeper um, friendships with the women of all ages in our church. Um, so yeah, that's great. Um, Alice, you've been um, part of attending various women's ministries events as well. Could you share the impact that they have had in your Christian life? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when Joy said there that they're quite organised, these women on this committee are planning extraordinaires. I don't know how they do that. I literally they're unbelievable. <laughs> they're so good. At the planning and preparation that goes into these events. So um, I missed the Christmas craft one. Devastated about that, but I saw the pictures, saw the success stories of the arrangements. Um, but yes, I was at the Irish Women's Convention and at the breakfast where we had Jenny McLaughlin speaking. And I think Joy has already touched on so much of this, but it is just an opportunity to be able to meet other women in the church and even being brought together, doing an activity together, listening to the same teaching, that naturally creates conversation starters, which can flourish into relationships then. Um, And it is that model in Titus about older women teaching younger women. I think it provides a place for you to meet those people that you could be looking to, but also to see who might be looking to you as well, because maybe our natural inclination is to go and see what we can get out of things, but we also need to be willing to serve all different ages and stages in our congregation. Um, and it, yeah, it's a really easy invite. And I really liked the aspect of all of those women event, women's events was that it was bring whoever you know, whoever you think would be interested, bring them along. And it's really good to have people from outside of our church being able to experience the warmth and the joy of having women all together so I just think it's brilliant yeah that's great um thanks so much um another aspect of our women's ministry here at church is bible study and um 
Joey and Alice, you both lead a growth group. Joey, you lead one with Jess McMaster. And Alice, you and I lead one together, which is great. Um, so fun. Could you both share your favourite parts of um, being part of a growth group? Oh, so many favourite parts. So many. <laughs> um, it's all your favourite parts. All my favourite <laughs> All of it. Okay, I really enjoy getting to know um, the girls in my group. And, you know... I'm a busy person, I'm a busy mum and a work too, so um, it's maybe not always easy to, to have time mm. to meet people who are um, you don't see every day. So it's a great connection and I have made lovely friends and um, they're just super girls and um, they're really encouraging to me and although maybe I am older than all of them, um, I'm maybe like their mummy, <laughs> I feel like their mummy, but um, I am very encouraged from them and learn so much from them. So it is a real time of encouragement and to hear, you know, about their lives and um, just what all they're, they're going through and how we, every week when we study the Bible, how we talk through, how we can apply this to their situations and what they're doing on a daily basis. It's, it's really exciting mm -hmm. and I feel really encouraged. So to me, it is just the, the friendships and um, all of us growing together as Christians based on around God's word. Um, and we're really enjoying First Corinthians at the minute. Mm -hmm. And, you know, out of so many, out of so few even verses, we, when we look up, we get so much out of it. And I don't know about the girls in my group, but I certainly am going away every week feeling really encouraged. And, you know, it's a really rich time. Well, Alice, what about you? Yeah, I think it's probably similar. It's the relationships and also the depth of relationships that you can have with your growth group. Like I remember even one of the growth groups I was in a few years ago, we at the end of the year had a barbecue and we're chatting and then we discovered we didn't actually know what age everybody was because we'd gone deep in every other area of life. But personal information, like just facts about yourself, you didn't really mention that because you're so busy going deep into what's going on in people's lives lives what are the things that are really encouraging them where are they struggling where are they finding things a bit mundane and being able to pray for one another I think is a huge thing that I'm really encouraged by especially when we're able to meet in person and you break up into little groups and you pray together to hear those murmurs of people just interceding and praying over one another I think is amazing and then also to be able to see how God is answering prayer within your group now you don't always see that immediately and sometimes you see that God doesn't grant the the answer to the prayer that we would want but we can see how he works in that especially if you have a similar group year on year you can see people growing in their faith and just seeing how God is working all things together for the good of those who love him so I love growth group it is the best <laughs> yes I agree um I one of my favorite parts as well is just the people turning up and mm. are there to encourage one another through that and the being able to pray for each other throughout the week is just so encouraging you always know that there's someone praying for you throughout the week and also you have the opportunity to pray for each other too so I absolutely love that um, Alice could you share a bit more about what leading a girls growth group looks like and a bit about how you got involved in leading a growth group yes okay I'll answer the second one first <laughs> so I got in I was in a growth group for I think two years and then it was the whole COVID year and we um 
well, basically, Sammy Jensen was one of my growth group leaders and she had to make a very speedy departure back um, to Australia, which meant Amy Blakely was left with no one else to lead with. So because I've been in the group a few years, it kind of made sense for me to just step into that, even temporarily. Um, but I really loved it and I really enjoyed being a growth group leader for the pleasure that it is to be able to spend more time preparing and reading more deeply into the passage. But I think... In its simplest forms, it's just reading the Bible with your friends. Like, I don't see leadership as being something that's above. It's just you have the book and you prepare the questions, but the discussion and the learning comes from everyone within that group. And yeah, so what it looks like, we just gather together. We have some usually really good home-baked treats. We've got serious bakers in our group this year I so. am not one of them Alice so, so when it comes to my turn to do snacks it'll be cookies from Tesco's or somewhere I mean we, we will take that all day yeah. long also <laughs> all gifts Maybe everyone's I'll put them gifts. in a box and no one will ever know tree tree yeah. I mean, well, we're very honest. Keep it between ourselves. <laughs> I mean, definitely not public tonight. Is that right here? Not Jordan? at all. <laughs> uh, but yes, and then we just chat. And a lot, even at this stage in the year, it's getting to know each other because you've got new members. You've got those who haven't been in a growth group together at all. Um, and then most of the time, which I think is wonderful, is spent reading God's word. And the fact that there's an actual hunger and a willingness to do that amongst everyone in our church, not just the women, is wonderful. Um, and I think in girls' growth group, you will get every emotion at some point in the growth group year but that is so good to be able to yeah share in those emotions together and know that there's people here burdened by what you're burdened by and there's people here celebrating when you're going through really wonderful times and um, so that's a wee bit of what it looks like and then we're also trying to encourage it to be more than just a Wednesday where people have time and availability that they're checking in with each other that they're maybe going for coffee and they're being a bit more intentional about those relationships because we know what an encouragement it is to have godly friendships and maybe not all people have been blessed to have that at different stages of their life so now is a time when they can so we want to encourage that as much as we we are able yeah um, brilliant. Joy, could you share your experience of leading the growth group as well? Mine is probably similar to Alice. She's maybe said it all for me. Um, for me, um, just what Alice has said as the leader, Jessica and I, we are the ones that maybe look at the passage and prepare the questions, but we all learn together and it's not a case of one person is the teacher and everyone else sits and listens. I mean, I very much want everyone to be involved, which my group at the minute are super and everyone chats and that's what I want because we're learning from each other. Mm. Um, we'll arrive and we'll have a bit of chat and then uh, get stuck in, look at it and go through it section by section and try and work out the meaning and apply it to our lives and, you know, maybe think of even deeper questions at the end. So... We'll make it really practical and applicable to our lives now, uh, what we're going through and how to live as Christians, how to be a witness. And then we would have a prayer time at the end. Um, a wee thing that um, I'm doing at the minute, um, which I find helpful for me and I hope my girls do, at the end of it, we're just taking a few minutes to write down in a few points something that we have learnt this night something that has particularly struck us and I mean we don't read them out or share them but it's something that I would say you know if you go away tonight one thing that has really struck you that you know you've learned you can apply to your lives and I I am no different from them even th- uh, having prepared it 
that night I was something else will have struck me and it's something that I say maybe as you're driving during the week or out for a walk or you have a moment just ponder over it and um you know think about it um but it is a really encouraging time and it will be good to move into people's houses again and feel a wee bit more homely about it mm-hmm. um away from the zoom but it's it's just a really nice night yeah um I I think I've had similar experiences of leading the growth group as both of you it's just sometimes I leave feeling way more encouraged from all the other girls as I've been leading it than they probably have <laughs> so I absolutely love leading the growth group it's, one, it's so great and as else you said about having that time to prepare and to look more deeply in the passage is such a blessing too um how do you both find that being part of a growth group is vital is a vital part of women's ministry here at church um for me I really appreciate it because I come out to All Saints service in the morning. I don't often get out to uni church at night just with other members of my family out and other members needing to be um, prepared for school the next day. It's hard to get out, etc. Um, so it would be hard for me to touch base with a lot of people that I don't see. So for me, it is a great way of keeping in touch with people and making friendships that I may not have or come across. Um, so that is important because within women's ministry, you know, we're all ages, uh, all, all churches, you know, uh, whether it be Uni Church, All Saints or St. Nicholas's, um, we're all women together. And when we get together for women's events, we will all be together. So we're all members of the church family and um, I just think it's important that we develop friendships of all ages and people um, maybe outside who we most naturally identify with. So I just think it, it deepens relationships and it encourages us and it really helps and feeds into the overall women's ministry. Yeah, Alice, what about you? Yeah, I think even if so, Judy was talking about in the previous podcast, like the whole church flourishes when each of its individual members are growing in godliness or learning more about their faith or learning how to share that more. Um, and I think, yeah, the fact that women's ministry provides a place for accountability is a really important thing that people are hearing your inner thoughts and your prayers. And so there's a greater level of accountability for people to check in with you and for you to do what you say you'll do um, as well. So, yeah, I think it just has a huge impact. And yeah, for men, absolutely, they should be encouraging their their female friends, their girlfriends, their wives to really be investing in women's ministry because they want to see them thrive. And also as women, we want to see males grow in godliness as well um, for the general health of the whole whole church. Yeah, um, brilliant. Um, thank you so much. Um, so we're all serving alongside each other and with other women in our church family, um, whether that be as a growth group leader or serving in other aspects of church as well. Would you both like to share a bit about how you find serving alongside other women is important in your growth as a Christian and how it impacts the health of the church as a whole? Alice, you've already touched a wee bit on that. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, um, I think even serving alongside women. So you can have that in the formal way in terms of helping within church with like different ministries or um, different things that happen within our services each morning and each evening. But it's even just seeing how women handle different times in their lives and um, mm-hmm. how they 
love their families, how they work and be a Christian in those environments and just sharing all areas of life together because I think you can learn so much from what God is teaching other people and you can see really great examples of maybe how to do things that you're struggling with in terms of even having conversations with people who don't know Jesus. Um, I think sometimes it's just more practical just observing how they do things and learning lots from their example if their focus is on God that's going to be a great place to learn from yeah brilliant Joy um how do you find as well serving alongside um other women in church is um important in your growth as a Christian well I think when you serve whether it be with on the tea and coffee rota or um if you're free to help out with, you know, the part and toddler group or any way at all, you know, you're you're put with other people that you wouldn't maybe know or you haven't been with before. So it's great to get to know people of all ages and stages of life. And maybe just like what Alice has said there, you learn so much from others, younger and older and um you know, things that we're going through in our lives, whether it be parenting, jobs, relationship, relationships, you know, we can we can be encouraged um, from other um, women. I always think of the Titus 2 model that, um, you know, the, uh, the older women were to encourage the younger women and teach them in godly ways. And as I've maybe said before, we're all older to someone. So even you know, girls who might come out to uni church and who feel really young are still a Titus to older girl to the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And um, even though some days I feel old, there's older people to me who really do encourage me and show me and, you know, help me and model really good godly decisions. But similarly, I can to younger people too. So I think serving just brings it all together in a very natural family way. Yeah, 100%. And I know, like, for myself, I've been so deeply encouraged by serving alongside those who are older and younger than me, and I've learned so much from them. Um, Just as you said, um, they're able to teach me, like, what is good and what is godly through just living life alongside one another. And that could just be, like, going to their house for dinner and just chatting about life. But that could also be, um, like, serving alongside GLS and Growth Group. Um, There's so many different aspects of it, and it it's so important and it really impacts the church as a whole as well because um as we grow in godliness so that like impacts on everyone else around us too um so just to finish off um i have a couple of questions um i'd like to ask you both so firstly um who has been an influential woman in your life alice Mm, okay this is a good question it's good to reflect on people who've impacted you I think in your faith definitely um lots of women I would say have impacted me but if I think strictly within the All Saints Uni Church remit um when Sammy Jensen was here with Dave and their family I learned a lot from her because she was my first growth group leader I hadn't really been in a growth group before so I find even her way of leading, like she never asked something of us that she wasn't willing to do herself, whether that be um, be honest or share struggles or share encouragements or be faithful and praying throughout the week. I felt like she really modeled those things really well to us. Um, and even anytime you were in her house, like it was a busy house, lots of kids, lots going on. Uh, but the focus was always on genuine 
conversations and gospel conversations and talking about faith. Um, it was not about how everything looked, how everything was presented. And I know my I know myself, I can get really caught up in is everywhere tidy, is everything as it should be. But actually, it's more about being present with the people who are there. And I just think the Jensen's did that brilliantly. As another wee side note, I'm going to throw in Izzo Donald. Yes. What a wonderful mother in law I have got myself. <laughs> um, yes. I, goodness, the generosity that she shows to everyone. It blows my mind and it just seems to be natural and I'm sure she'd say herself it is and it's the Lord's work in her but she just seems to be so willing to give of her time, her efforts, her prayers, her finances to help and support anyone and mm. yeah I just find that such a challenge and such a wonderful example that I see in her so yeah. I have the privilege of um, serving alongside Isabel in Mums and Tots and um, yeah I second that like incredible <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Joy, what about you? Um, there are lots of ladies over the years who have influenced and encouraged and supported me. And I suppose they come at different ages and stages and times of your life. Um, one lady who um, was a great influence on in me was a lady called Jackie Marshall. Some people may know of her, some people may not. She's married to Cole Marshall, mm. who has written books like The Trellis and the Vine. Um, Call has been a great encourager and um, friend to Trevor over the years. Jackie would be older than me, but maybe at a time when I was working out, you know, how to be a mother and to juggle work and should I work and just how to serve and get it all together, she really encouraged me and she made me see that um, I didn't have to maybe fit the mould that so many of maybe contemporaries or people around me seem to be that, you know, um, she just really encouraged me to put serving God first and my family first and everything else fell into place. She, um, I think she instilled me with confidence to do that because maybe I hadn't so many role models of that before. And um, I learned so much from her. Um, she doesn't live here in Northern Ireland, so we miss her. But she does stand out in my mind as someone who um, <coughs> encouraged and helped me make de- right decisions at the right time of ministry in our lives. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And my last question for you both is... If you could sit down and have coffee or a beverage of your own choice, Alice, because coffee is not your thing. I don't understand that. No, I'm sorry. I absolutely love coffee, as everyone knows on this podcast. But um, yeah, with any famous woman um, from the past or present, who would you like to meet and why? Oh, okay. Well, I am going to take Helen Roosevelt for hot chocolate. That's what we're going for. (laughs) Um, Oh, goodness. So... Actually, I'm very jealous because Jeremiah has met Helen Roosevelt and she came to their house on a few different occasions. So whilst he may have been young, I'm still very jealous of that experience. Um, But I just think her life story is amazing because it's fully just centred on wanting to do what God called her to do and to to knowing that it was completely worth to do whatever God asked of her for the sake of his glory and even though she talks about Jesus like she talks about him she says lovely Lord Jesus all of the time and I just think that shows her 
love for him and how infatuated she is by our saviour and also if you listen well obviously you're listening to a podcast now but there's a great podcast where she tells her story on Spotify so just have a little search for that but she's really funny too she's got a really good sense of humour and a wit and she real she will properly make you chuckle as you listen so I think we'd have great fun if we were able to have a coffee so there you go or a hot chocolate sorry hot, hot, yeah, chocolate. hot chocolate for y'all yeah <laughs> Joy? It's a hard one, but I would really like to take the queen for a cuppa. The queen? <laughs> yes. yes. Where would you take her, Joy? Oh. Where would be uh, good enough to take her? I wonder what she like a bob and birds. Oh. Oh, is that fancy enough for the queen? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is, but there's, I've just so many questions I want to ask her. Like, I mean, some days does she feel she just really can't be bothered? <laughs> 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 does she ever fail a wisher would go away and leave me alone <laughs> so it's like see if the queen said that though everyone would be like no fair no enough. I, on a serious <laughs> note I really admire her what year service amazing and she does have a faith it appears she does have a faith and I feel in opportunities like the queen's speech she does talk about God mm. and how difficult that must be considering everything and She's just relentlessly faithful, loyal to everything that she has to do. And I would just like to ask her about her stamina and how she keeps going. And what an amazing lady. Yeah, um, amazing. She's she's great. Um, well, sadly, that's about all we have time for this afternoon. I've loved chatting with you, Alison Joy, about different aspects of women's ministry. And I've been deeply encouraged by hearing your thoughts on different things and how um, the different women um, who have influenced your lives as well um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast today and thank you to everyone listening as well i hope you have a great week and catch you next time bye bye, bye.